We're starting a new series today. I've taught this series many, many times around this time of the year, and uh, I feel very strongly. I, I didn't teach it last year uh, just because, you know, you, you can't just teach something just to teach it. It's got to be led by the, the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit's got to tell you to teach and bring the Word about specific things. And so um, I uh, felt very strongly in, in bringing this Word today, and uh, I, I've changed the title just a tad bit. And so the, the, at least the title this Sunday <laughs> that we're going to minister the rest of this month and the rest of November is entitled, a grateful life. A grateful life. A grateful life is experienced from a grateful heart. And we're going to talk over the next few weeks about what that looks like, but how vital it is to your success. I can't tell you how vital being grateful and thankful is to your success. I want to give you just this real simple definition of the word grateful, because we're going to lead a, read a number of different scriptures that will use other words, but, but I, want to, I want to look at this definition of the word grateful. Grateful is feeling or showing an appreciation of kindness, and then it just means thankful. To be grateful is to be thankful. To be thankful is to be full of gratefulness. Full. Filled to overflowing with gratefulness. Being grateful and thankful is something that creates victory in your and my life that we can't live without. What, what, why, why do we want to live here and be miserable and complaining all the time in this life. We have the ability, and you'll see in Scripture, you know, again, reason that we read so many Scriptures when we bring the Word is because you've got to see that what I'm talking about is from the Word. It's not just my opinion about something. I'm telling you, you cannot live a victorious life and be a complainer. It's like mixing oil and water. They don't mix. Victory and complaining don't mix. Amen. So, I'm going to give you some familiar scriptures as some, we won't read each, every one of them every single time, but, but who knows, maybe we will. But <clears throat> three verses of scripture that I want to just start with. First one's found in 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty seven. But thanks be to God, thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Grateful be to God, who gives me the victory through my Lord Jesus Christ. A similar verse is found in 2 Corinthians 2 and 14. Now thanks be to God who always leads me in triumph in Christ. So, if He's leading us into triumph, that means maybe we've had some difficult time, but He's leading us out of that into triumph. How? By having a grateful heart. 
who always leads us into triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of His knowledge in every place. When you're thankful and you're grateful, you're like one of those, I don't see those very much anymore, but they used to have them all the time, especially in like a doctor's office. It was like right over the door you walked in, they had one of those spray things. So you'd be sitting in the doctor's office and all of a sudden, that thing would spray and I mean, if you sat close enough to it, you'd start coughing, right? And, and, and there was a fragrance that came out. I don't know if it was for bugs or if it was to make the room smell good or what, what it was, but, but it was there. But it's like when you're grateful, you, you start going, psh, psh, everywhere you go, people go, man, what, what was that? What was that attitude? What, was, what, what, what came out of this thing or that thing, you know, in this situation? What, what happened here? Uh, I, I don't even realize what happened, but I feel different. Why? Because, because what came off of you was like a, dif- a diffuser. It created a, an aroma and a, and a sense that people don't always sense. And they don't always feel. They don't always experience. Because most people or around complaining people. So you have to take, from what Scripture is saying here, you have to take the challenge and begin to make a difference in everything that you do. Another verse of Scripture found in 1, Corinthians, or 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 16. The very short verses. It says, rejoice always. That's a verse. Pray without ceasing. That's a verse. And in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It's God's will for you to give thanks in everything. He didn't say for everything. He didn't say for everything. He said in everything. Give thanks what? You may be going through a difficult time. There may be something that has attacked your body, something attacked your mind, something attacked your finances, something attacked a part of your life. You don't say, oh, Father, I thank you for this attack. No, you thank Him for His greatness in the midst of the attack. And if you practice that, it produces victory. Oh, so Pastor, all i got to do is just say a few things like that. And it'll, no, no, no. It has to become a lifestyle. It has to become a lifestyle. I was, <clears throat> I was at, you know, I wasn't here last Sunday. My, Becky, Becky and I were in, on the East Coast uh, at a conference with Wave Church and that we're always at every year. And uh, when I go out there, <clears throat> um, I always play golf out there because they all want to play golf. And um, the last few years, the only time I play golf during the year is when I go out there. I mean, every once in a while, if somebody wants to play or if something happens, you know, because I, I grew up in golf. My dad was a golf pro, and I, was a, I turned professional and was for a number of years. But probably the last 10 years, I've played very little golf just because I just don't have the time, you know. I try to make the time, but I really don't have the passion for it. Well, about a year and a half ago, I started to have to do some things with my father in New Mexico, and um, he begin to struggle with memory loss. And so I had to um, 
in the last year or so, I've had to, about once a month, I've had to go to where my dad is. We've got, you know, home health care people that are staying with him, working with him. He's doing well. He's actually getting better by the day. I believe he's getting better by the day, truly. But I, but I have to go there every, every, um, every month. And, and when I go, one of the things that really helps him is for him to be on the driving range teaching lessons. All, you know, he's, uh, he's an icon in his town. And um, the golf course that he was the golf pro at for 35 years, and he was the golf pro and golf coach there for 35 years, they, they built a new clubhouse and everything and a driving range, and the road that goes from the main road to the actual clubhouse is, the name of it is Herb Wimberly Drive. So when you drive on it, you know, you see his name. So everybody knows him, and people are always asking, you know, we're trying to get lessons. Why, where, where, where is he? Why is he? Why is he not giving lessons? So in the last year, I've, I've tried to work it out that when I'm there, when I'm there, I take him to the driving range, and I have a couple lessons set up. By the time we leave, he's taught six lessons, and he hadn't missed a beat. He's like, all, all, all the functions of his brain are functioning when he's on the, golf, on the golf course, on the driving range, or on the golf course. So, um, one of the ones that gets a lesson every month is me. <laughs> so, for the last year, I've been getting a lesson and, 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 and actually playing, and actually playing some of the best golf I've ever played in my life. And, um, and the reason I'm playing the best golf is because I've been speaking that over myself, but I've been practicing. And when I went to Virginia Beach, I played one of the best rounds I've played in 10 years when I was in Virginia Beach. Why? Because I've been practicing. So, Pastor, what did that have to do with your message? If you don't see the importance of practicing gratefulness, you'll never play good. I mean, I played better when I was 12 years old than I've played a lot of rounds in the last 10 years for one reason. I didn't practice. I know how to play the game. I'd be out on the, I'd be out on the course and, and, and maybe a dozen shots, I hit perfect, like my old self. But the other shots that I hit, there were duck hooks and and hitting them fat and doing things that you know that, that you do in, in golf that are not good, it caused my rounds to be in the 80s and 85 and sometimes even shoot a 90. Well, I could, I could shoot better than 90 when I was 10. But now this is proven since I've been practicing every month for a year, I've played five of the best rounds I've ever played in golf. I mean, in years, in, in my, with my golf game. And I'm 62 years old, and a lot of people at 62, they their, their range of motion in their swinging is not good, and so they have to shorten their swing and whatever. I'm hitting the ball farther than I've ever hit in my life. But I'm practicing. Did you hear what I said? A grateful life will not just fall on you. You have to practice it, and I want you to pay real close attention 
to some of the comments and quotes that I'm going to make in the next three passages of Scripture that I'm going to read to you as I bring this message to a close. I want you to pay real close attention and because what I'm doing is laying a foundation for the rest of this month and next month in what we're going to talk about to become victorious in our lives in ways we've never been before. How we've never been before. And I'm just telling you right now, the number one tool from Scripture that empowers me for victory is gratefulness. The number one. You can do all kinds of things. You can, you can develop a daily routine, which is good. And from your daily routine, if you're challenged like you're going to be challenged in the next few weeks, it'll change your life, literally. If, you, if you've developed a daily routine like most of you have, and the Word is working for you, this is going to take your Word level to another level that you've never experienced in your life if you'll pay attention to what I'm telling you. So the will of God is for you to be grateful in everything. The will of God. People say, well, you know, I just know what the will of God is for my life. Right here. Did he say that? Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything, in everything, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for your life. So the next time somebody asks you what the will of God is for your life, tell them to give thanks. Yeah, but pastor, I mean, no, 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 no. If you learn to give thanks, you'll find out all those other things that you think you, you want to know. But you'll never complain your way into your destiny. Yeppers. Amen. So I'll say this, you, you can gratefully see yourself through any situation that you're in, through gratefulness. You can see your way through. <clears throat> gratefulness qualifies you for a victorious life. The opposite is destruction. Gratefulness qualifies you for a victorious life. The opposite of that is destruction. Gratefulness is the key to total victory. And get this, and understand this, you don't even have to understand how it works. You just change. Now, I'm going to give you probably a dozen examples for the rest of the message, okay? Here's one. You wake up on Sunday morning. Ah, man. I have to go to church. Mm, 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 mm. Man, it's been a long week. It's been this. Okay? So what are you doing? You're complaining. Okay? So you don't even have to understand this. Just do it. Okay? So, 
when you catch yourself, and, and, and if you've been around here for a very long period of time, you've heard me teach and make this point. I do it at least once a year. But I would encourage you to get a notebook, your phone, and your notes, or whatever, and make a list of every time you catch yourself complaining. And every time you catch yourself, make yourself say the opposite. You don't have to understand it. You don't even have to like it. Just start doing it. Over a year ago when I started back, my dad giving me a lesson and just tweaking my, 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 my golf game a little here and there. I just did it for him. Here, Dad, and I'm thinking, ah, I don't want to do this. Here, just, just watch, watch my swing for a minute. So he'd say, well, you know, you're, you, got your, you got your right hand way underneath. He said, you need to turn it up over the top. I said, oh, yeah. I'd hit the next shot, man, boom. Then he'd tell me something about my stance or how, how my weight was shifted, you know, as I'm standing here. I'm just telling you golf terms and things like that. He'd tell me something about my shoulders or the direction. And I mean, by the, end of the, by the end of the time, he told me that, I thought, man, I needed that. So I kept hitting balls. And since then, in the last year, I've kept practicing and practicing. I, I've kept practicing, and I've played five of the best rounds I've ever played. I'm using it as an example to tell you, you don't even have to want to do it. Just start doing it, and it will... It will cause you to change your attitude about what you say. Practice it. Oh, man, I get to go to church today. Lord, I thank you for church life. I thank you for the word today that it's going to do something in my life. Lord, I, I mean, I feel tired. I've had a long week. I had to work six days this week, and this would be a great day to just sleep in this morning. But Lord, I know that I need your word. Faith comes in my life from me purposing to get my hind end out of bed and get to church. Amen? And, and, and I'm there at church to hear the word, and, and as the word is preached, it's going to do something in me. I'm believing that today. And then you come, and you know what? The word you heard... Listen to me, the word you heard will be the greatest word ever preached, and it'll be right directly to you. Why? Because you changed your attitude. Now, you could get up, complain the whole way of the morning, complain all the way to here, sit way in the back, why am I even here? Hear the word preached, ah, that was a horrible word. Why? Because there's no faith involved. It takes faith to declare and have a grateful attitude and heart and declare grateful words and thankful words. It takes faith to do that when you don't want to do it. Didn't say we'd want to do it. Huh. A lot of days you don't want to do anything. But when you make the choice to do it, it liberates your life and it changes you. Totally liberates your life. <clears throat> you practice it every day. You keep that log every day. And you purpose to change your response in anything that happens. You may get a phone call and 
somebody says something to you. This has never happened to you, then I don't know, you may not be alive. But you got a phone call from somebody and, and, and they said something that someone else said about you. And this person that felt like they were called to, you know, deliver this information is in, in a lot of cases being used of the enemy, but it's the words you hear, it's what you do with those words that determine the outcome of how it's going to affect you. Man, I can't believe they said that. Let me call somebody else and tell them the same thing. Now you're telling them, now you're complaining, you're complaining, you're complaining, or you hear those words, you may even say to the person that called you, you know what? I don't know, I haven't heard that. That's the first I've heard of it, you know? You can, I guess, thank them. I don't know that I'd thank them for sending that information to me or not, but you could if you wanted to. But you could just tell the people, you know what? If that is true, let's pray for them now. Let's speak over their lives now. Let's declare over them in the name of Jesus. And you get off the phone, Father, I don't know what that report is about, but I'm choosing to not allow that to affect my life today. Lord, I thank you for, for Jim and, and, and what was said that he said to me. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you that his eyes be opened up to see clearly. If what was said was a lie, I command those words to fall dead to the ground. Even if they weren't, I call those words to fall dead to the ground and have no effect. And they will not affect me because I'm praising you and thanking you that you've given me life and I'm alive and I have focus today, but I speak life over that person. What are you doing? You are delivering gratefulness out of your mouth about somebody that even said something ugly to you. Examples of how we purpose on a daily basis to have a grateful heart. Why? Because that's where my victory is. Can you say, and it's God's will for my life. What's the definition of, thankful, of, of grateful? Thankful. And it's His will for you to be thankful in everything. He didn't say, be, oh, Father, thank you that that person just spoke all this ugly stuff over me. They're spreading rumors about me all over town. Thank you for it. Thank you, thank you. Thank. No, He didn't say that. He said, in the midst of it, give thanks to Him. Acknowledge His greatness and do His will. Like praying for those who despitefully use you or have talked ugly about you. That's what Scripture says. Jesus told His disciples that, and they like, what? Hmm? Now, he, he said some things that was not easy. You don't have to like it. You don't even have to understand it. Just do it. I just gave you two examples of we're, we're all, you know, we're, we're all smart enough to understand you can change what you say, but I'm telling you and encouraging you, log in for 30 days every time you're going to say something in a negative way, in an ungrateful way, log it in, write down how many times that happens to you on a daily basis for 30 days. I'm just telling you, you have to have a lot of memory in your phone or a lot of paper. Because the first time I did this, probably 25 years ago, I thought I was pretty good. I realized I wasn't so good. Hmm. Hello. I'm better today. But I'm not challenging you to do something that I'm not doing from this whole time I'm preaching this. Starting today, I'm doing it. 
All it does is empower you to victory. Huh? Empowers you to be victorious. Who, who leads us to a place of triumph in everything we do, every day. You don't have to be defeated. And listen, listen. It doesn't matter what anybody else does. Huh? You're not the grateful police. Leave everybody else alone. You take care of yourself and you watch things change. Everybody else can do anything they want. You can only be control of you. <clears throat> Amen? Philippians 4 and verse 6. I'm going to read this first in the New King James and then in the New Living. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, or what? Gratefulness. Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Woo! New Living Translation. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him or be grateful for all that He has done. That's what you do in the midst of situations. That's how you're grateful and thankful in every situation. See, because of how good He is. Then, it says, you'll experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. Hmm. His peace goes beyond my understanding. I don't have to understand this. I just have to do it. And man, when His peace is ruling over your mind, you don't have to understand anything. Hmm? Let me think of the way to say this. But some of the most unintelligent, unintellectual people that there are on planet Earth walk in some of the greatest peace because they can understand this. I'm not calling anybody stupid. What I'm saying is there's people that are educated and then there's people that are not so educated. But everybody can understand this. You can get a grasp of this and do it. And when the peace of God, the peace of Jesus rules over your heart and mind, look at the, the rest of what he said. His peace will guard your heart and your mind as you live in Christ Jesus. You know why I say that? Peace is on me as I live, as I'm walking day to day, as I'm moving day to day. Peace of God is ruling in my life. Everything that I go through, Boom, something hits. No, peace of God. No, peace of God. Another thing, boom, peace of God, peace of God. Sometimes it trip me up. No, no, peace of God. Peace of God rules over my... As you're living in Christ, as you're living in your daily routine day by day, as you're living in that grateful attitude, developing that grateful heart, nothing can touch you. Jesus made this comment. He said, the devil has nothing in me. One translation said, he has nothing on me. 
Because when you're in the peace of God and you're free of bitterness and unforgiveness or holding grudges against people or attitude toward people, when you're free of that, then the devil has nothing in you. Only thing he has in you is what we hold on to because of living a life of ungratefulness, complaining all the time, always blaming other people for our problems. So in light of that, I want to make several statements that I want you to just think about. So grateful equals total victory. Grateful equals total victory. The enemy to this, to this total victory, is feeling sorry for yourself, which equals pride, pity, unbelief, fear can be a part of that. When when you're feeling sorry or pitying yourself, when you go inward with that. So you might be sitting there thinking, okay, is that me? Yeah. Yeah. One time or another, one area or another, one situation or another. Yeah, that's you. Yeah, that's all of us. Everybody in the group, everybody on the planet has felt sorry for themselves, operated in self-pity, had attitude or whatever. So, you know, don't get freaked out like I'm saying it about you because of some area that you know is not, you're doing that very thing. I'm telling you, the way to a victorious life over self-pity, over unbelief, fear of any kind, trying to rule your life, is developing a grateful heart. That means developing a grateful daily routine where when you're challenged in a situation, like waking up in the morning, not wanting to go to work, not wanting to go to church, not wanting to go do this, waking up in the morning, the first thoughts is about somebody you don't like. And all of a sudden, what, what happens with most people, when the thoughts come, then come the words. You're not held accountable for the thoughts that come. I'll say it again, you're not held accountable for your thoughts. You're held accountable for what you do with your thoughts. That's where you're in charge of whether you live the victorious life that Jesus paid for or not. Death and life, death and life are in the power of what you say. In other words, in other words, not just ceasing to exist, but death or destruction versus life and blessing are determined by what you say. So today, you're hearing a word. Faith is beginning to rise in you. You, you, Many of you are sitting there thinking, you know what, I can do this. I can make the changes. I'm going to do that list. I'm going to actually write down every time that I'm challenged to be critical, to say something out of my mouth that I shouldn't say, and I'm going to turn it around, and I'm going to mark it down and write it down how many times today and for the rest of this time, the whole month of November and the rest of October. It's a lot of work. Pastor, I don't know if I have time for that. All I'm going to say to you is, you don't have time not to do it. If you want to live victorious here, now, you want to live a victorious life, and I think, I think I've got all Scripture to back all that up, you need to do this. Ungrateful will cut you off from the grace of God. Ungrateful Being ungrateful in an ungrateful heart will cut you, sever you 
from the grace of God. Scripture says, but for the grace of God, where would any of us be? So me having an ungrateful attitude, thinking that I'm justified by saying things about people that have done things that they deserve to be talked to and talked about in a bad way, I think I'm okay, but actually I'm severing myself from the grace of God, which is (laughs) your life source. (laughs) But for the grace of God, where would we be? Everybody say, thank God for the grace of God. Woo! Thank God for the grace of God. Man, where would I I'd be in a ditch somewhere? Woo! When you take up an offense, you do it one of two ways when you take up an offense. It's what <clears throat> you did to me or it's what you didn't do for me. Did you hear me? You get, people get offended in one of two ways. You say, well, you know, maybe it's, there's more. No, all, I think everything's connected to this where offense is concerned. It's what you did to me or what you didn't do for me. Offended. And when you get offended... Your mouth will speak. You cannot keep it shut. Well, I'm offended, but I'll never say anything. No, no, that's not true. You've told somebody. And actually, you're one of those people driving down the road that's talking to themselves. You ever seen those people? Man, they're just going on and on. You think they're on their phone, but no, they're talking to themselves. They're rehearsing the unforgiveness and the offense that they have towards somebody else. (laughs) That sounds funny, but I'm telling you, it's absolute truth. You may not have someone else to tell, but you'll talk it. And when it's coming out of your mouth and you're rehearsing it, and it's going in your ears, it's creating a stronghold on the inside of you that will keep you from the grace of God. And it'll keep you from living a life of victory. Because then it becomes about what I deserve. I deserve for people to treat me this way. Listen. People are going to do whatever they want. You cannot hold people accountable in your life if you're going to go on and move on and be victorious. That's actually our whole society. Our whole society is about what I deserve. The society we live in, that's where we're at. When you feel you deserve something, then you become on the war path to make people pay. You get on the war path to get what you deserve by lying, by cheating, by stepping on people, by using people, by manipulating people, and this is my favorite, pitting people against each other. I'm going to read those again. By lying, by cheating, by stepping on people, by using people, manipulating people, and pitting people against each other. You say, well, Pastor, why do you read stuff like this? Because what I'm doing is, is exposing the enemy's camp. See, it's the enemy that's after you and I. And if somebody's not going to talk about it, then you're going to keep letting it go and keep allowing your mouth to put... Listen, just think of it like this. Um, 
like my closest daughter to me is Amanda right there. If you come around me and you start talking trash about her, I, I don't even care if it's true. I'm not listening to it. So if Eric is talking trash and doing all kinds of things and he's stirring up all kinds of stuff, and, and I choose to talk about him, put my mouth on him, I'm putting my mouth on, no matter what Eric does, no matter what he does, I'm putting my mouth on one of God's kids. You understand? She's my daughter. She's my child, okay? And when you're doing that to me, but not only if you're talking bad about her, does that affect me as her father, but my heavenly father doesn't like that either. See, because it's his kids. He doesn't want anybody spoken over in a negative way. And when we, who are the body of Christ, who are mature and should understand this and walk in this, when we start speaking blessing and not cursing over people's lives, their eyes begin to be opened up. They begin to make changes. It may not be in the time period you want them to make changes, but it'll happen. Man, I mean, the, the victories that I'm seeing in the things I've spoken over people's lives are just phenomenal. And my prayer life seven years ago started on the heels of one of these thankful challenges where God began to show me, this is what you've got to do. You've got to make this a part of your life to see the victory. Does that mean when you understand how to be grateful that all the other stuff just backs off? No. No, attacks come against you even more. Stuff comes at you even more because of how effective you're becoming with the words of your mouth. When you become victorious, then what happens? You're these little spray can. Everywhere you go. You diffuse the fragrance of the goodness and the unforgiveness of God everywhere you go because you choose to not allow your mouth to speak against people that were created in the image of God, whether they're saved or unsaved. Every human being was created in the image of God. We cannot be used to speak against them, tear them down, and to destroy them. Can you say amen? <clears throat> so we don't want to be people that are pitting people against each other, manipulating people, using people, stepping on people, cheating, lying, doing whatever it takes to get what we're trying to get out of life. You don't have to do that. God's got your back. He's got your front. He's got both sides. He, he, the, the, the Bible says the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. Hmm. Goodness. Amen? <clears throat> so, In the pursuit, I'm going to say this last thing, and then I've got one more verse of Scripture, and then I'll be done. <clears throat> and I want you to really think about this. And you see this throughout our society, that I deserve these things, like I just said. I, I deserve to be recognized. I deserve to be appreciated, to be acknowledged. Especially like when I've done something good. People want accolades for what they've done. If somebody's done something good for me, I need to do that. God will lead me to tell somebody. 
But if I've done something good and I'm waiting for you to acknowledge me, it's going to create this unforgiveness. You're setting yourself up to be used by the enemy to speak negative against people's lives. Can you say amen? But this is what I want you to think of before I read my last verse. I want you to think about this. If Jesus would have gotten what he deserved, this is what I wrote down. If Jesus would have gotten what he deserved, we would have been doomed for eternity. You know why? Because you know what he deserved? Zero. So if he would have gotten what his will was in the garden, we would have been damned for eternity. We would have been in bondage for eternity. But what came out of his mouth? Father, there be any other way, but not my will, but yours be done. And then on the cross, what did he say? God, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. I mean, look what these people did to him. They literally mutilated him. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. The act in the garden was the perfect, it was the perfect act of submission to the will of the Father. Jesus' will and the Father's in that moment were not the same. He submitted to the Father's will. And you and I have been saved and delivered and set free. Amen? And then on the cross, He gives us the perfect example of how we're to live our lives. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Forgive them. Not, a, not an ugly word coming out of his mouth. Do you, did, if anybody on planet earth would have had the right to say some ugly things about a bunch of people, it would have been him. And if he didn't, then who am I? i got to take this challenge. I'm telling you right now, I'm taking the challenge. I'm preaching to you right now like I've never heard it before. And I've preached it for 25 years. And I've challenged people for years. I've challenged myself for year, every year. But I'm taking the challenge today like I've never heard this before. Can you say amen? 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 30, and I'll, I'll end with this. <clears throat> if I can thank God for the, this is in the New Living Translation. If I can thank God for the food and enjoy it, Why should I be condemned for eating it? So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Don't give offense to the Jews or Gentiles or the church of God. I, too, try to please everyone in everything that I do. I don't just just do what is best for me. I don't just do what's best for me. I do what's best for others so that many may be saved. And you should imitate me just as I imitate Christ. That's what the Apostle Paul said. But you know what? Here's a challenge to go a little bit higher and a little bit deeper. We honor those who have brought the word to us. We honor the Apostle Paul because he brought the word. He, he penned two-thirds of 
the New Testament for us. Thank God for him and what he did. But he's not Jesus. Amen? And when Paul said, the things that I do, like I'm telling you right here, imitate me and the God of peace will be with you. We need to be, as the Apostle Paul was, where we take these things serious, doing something with it where we're able to tell people, I'm telling you, I'm not allowing anything to come out of my mouth. If you'll follow what I'm doing, the God of peace will be with you. We need to be those people. Not just talking about doing this, but being living example. I'm not talking about being in pride over it. Listen, if, you're, if you've got something going and, it, and you've been victorious in a certain area, it's not because of you. It's because of what he did at Calvary. The fact that you did it and you were obedient to do what he said, that produces the victory. Where someone else chooses not to do it, it won't produce the victory. Especially in the things I'm talking about today. But you start getting off in pride that you're all that. <laughs> it wasn't because of you. It's because of what he did. Can you say amen to that? And what he did, he did for us. So we can be confident that we can actually do what I'm telling you today and we can overcome certain things and live in that victory that he paid for for us. We can live in that place.